You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I'm Mike Finkelstein, desperately trying to get his script accepted by Netflix. With me, <laughs> as always, is... It's Mike the Ghoul here to talk some more stuff with y'all. <laughs> we are going to be discussing streaming services this time. It's been a year or so since the last time I did a check-in on this podcast with any of the hosts about any of the streaming services. I'm pretty sure Josh and I discussed uh, Netflix and HBO Max at certain points back when it was Mm -hmm. HBO Max. Um, But a lot has actually shifted in the last six months to a year, and it's worth touching upon some of that. Because even a year ago, it felt like we had a ton of streaming services that were all competing and all looking to get our eyeballs, all coming out of COVID, desperate Mm -hmm. for our COVID money. Uh, And wow, the last year has been quite sobering for most of the streaming services. As they've all been failing, they're all floundering around, and they're all realizing that there has been one company that has won the streaming wars, and that's Netflix. (laughs) Yeah, this, like, I I guess you'd call this, what, oversaturation of the market? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, You literally, like, my wife and I got, like, a a particular view on this, too. We cut the cord on cable probably about three years ago and just went to streaming because it was going to save us a little bit of money. And for a while, it did. And now you realize, like, the exorbitant prices that you pay for all this stuff, it's literally the same price as paying for cable. I don't know what's a win anymore. It's not. I cut the cord about a decade ago, more or less, Mm. because I was just like, I'm not watching most of the channels here. What I am watching is basically at the time, because it was, I think it was still Jon Stewart for a little bit, and we were heading into Mm -hmm. the uh, Trevor Noah era. The Daily Show, At Midnight, uh, maybe a couple other shows I would TiVo, and almost all that was either on their website, on YouTube, or on a streaming service, which at that point Mm. was basically Netflix or Hulu. Like, when I unplugged, there were only really three streaming services. There was Netflix, Hulu, and um, the CW app. Because mm-hmm. for whatever reason, the fucking CW was on it technologically, even though all their shows were crap. Um, <laughs> so if I wanted to watch anything streaming-wise, it was like HBO, NBC, Fox. They were all on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Uh, CBS had their own pay subscription through their website. And I'm just like, well, it's all old people shit, so I just don't care. Um, right. I can lose one of the networks. Oh, darn. And then everything mm-hmm. else would either get dumped on YouTube for clips, uh, like you can go watch most of the Daily Show episodes in pieces on fucking mm-hmm. YouTube, and you still yeah. can't, which is great. I love keeping up with it that way. Um, and then you can watch everything else that wasn't on Hulu on Netflix, and it was all just fucking there, and it was great. And then like COVID hit, and everyone's like, we need our own streaming services because Netflix is making way too much money, and we're not making any piece <laughs> of it. I mean, they're making licensing, but it wasn't. They're like, we could make more. We could make Netflix money. Yeah, we um, want our piece of the pie too. Yeah, so everyone pulled their shit off of Netflix and went to Disney Plus and Paramount Plus and every other fucking plus you can think of because no one's creative. About yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a, at a list here I just like pulled up and yeah. like I, I, this isn't even all of them mm-hmm. and it's like 50 yeah. and I'm just I, I don't yeah. even know like what I'm, and yeah. like I ran into this problem this year too like you said because I cut the cord and I yep. usually will pick up you know something like Sling TV or um, Fubo or something come mm-hmm. sports season mm-hmm. I'm a sport fan and I want to watch my NFL I want to watch my red zone I need my football like that's what I need yes. and you, you gotta I find out this year that like not only do I need this service Right. I need my sling TV to be able to get my red zone, but I need NBC sports to be able to watch Sunday night football. I need the ESPN on something, yep. thankfully on sling to be able to watch any college game. I want, I cannot watch some college games because they're exclusively to Fox or NBC or CBS. I'm not paying for seven different streaming services to watch one game. Yep. It is insanity. The stuff you got to hoop, the hoops you have to jump through right now just to watch a football game yep. or any kind of like TV show for that yep. matter that you want to watch. It's bizarre. So what, so what happened is, is 
like everyone's talking, it's moved towards being like cable. Except it hasn't exactly. Because when mm-hmm. you subscribe to cable, yeah, you're paying like out the nose, 150, right. 200 bucks for everything. Mm-hmm. But it's basically you get basic channels or you get a huge chunk of cable or you get the rest of cable plus some movie channels. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's three bundles. But mm-hmm. here you can pick and choose. And this is you know what everyone always said. I want to go a la carte. I want to be able to choose the channels I pay for and only pay like mm-hmm. a couple bucks per channel. Mm-hmm. More or less, that's what we have right now, but it's a weird mix of things that are on the various services. And that's, mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that people are struggling with is it, it was like, okay, I can get HBO. Oh, I'm sorry. I can get Netflix and Hulu. Oh, HBO has one, but that's all the only other one. And it's a good service. I'll get HBO. Oh, Disney has one. I guess I can pay for that one too. And then mm-hmm. they all started increasing their prices drastically. And then Paramount mm-hmm. came out and Peacock, which I don't even bother with, came out and Apple came out. And now there's a bunch of other ones like Shudder and other things. And you're like, right? okay, that, so each one of these is at least 10 bucks, uh, mm-hmm. at least, because no one charges cheaply anymore. Uh, right. And if you want to get all of them so you can get everything, you're paying like 500 bucks a month, which is twice what cable was at least. It's yeah. stupid. It is stupid. I agree with you. However, don't get them all. The th- yeah. Like, there, yes, some stuff does get removed from streaming networks from time to time, but oh darn, I miss out on something. I don't have FOMO about some bullshit third-tier Netflix show no one was watching anyway, okay? Right, right. But I pay, right now I'm paying 20 bucks for Netflix. I think I'm paying another 20 for Disney plus Hulu because that's a decent bundle right there, and I it don't is, care about yeah. sports. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm paying, I think, another six for ad-free Paramount, and that's what mm-hmm. I have. Um, mm-hmm. I won't deny. Sometimes I leech a, for a month or so off of a friend just to see what I'm missing on something else. But like, I don't even feel the need to do that as much because like HBO just decided, or I should say Warner Brothers just decided to start putting half their content on Netflix again. Disney yeah. has been selling some of their shit to Netflix again. Uh, mm-hmm. fr- if you actually cared about fucking Friends in the Office, are back on Netflix again. So it's mm-hmm. like we've gone from three services to a shit ton of services to back to, well, I only really need to care about two or three. Yeah. And that's what we do. We, yep. we have the Netflix, we have the prime the video because, because we have prime. Yeah. Yeah. The Netflix. <laughs> you get along it from with the, the Google. Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's next to the Google on the computer home screen. Um, but yeah, we, we, we have Netflix, we have prime video because yeah. we have, you know, prime, we have uh, sling TV, which we're canceling now that football season's See, over. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we have the Disney plus exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. what we do. You know, we'll, we'll yeah. pick up uh, Paramount and we'll watch, you know, we started watching the show bolt that's on Paramount. It's the only place you can get it. So yeah. we picked up Paramount to watch that. We'll cancel that and we're done. You know, we'll pick up uh, HBO for a month or so after John Oliver gets like, you know, a couple bunch of you know, episodes in there. Cause we like John Oliver. Yeah. But now I can watch that on YouTube now too. So I don't I'll necessarily intro, need. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't necessarily need. You know, I can get the the meat of his stories. Yeah. I'm missing his monologue, yeah. but I can get the meat of the story, which is where the the real content of his shine. Like, yeah, his comedy is great in the beginning, but like when he talks about the story, that's what really yeah. the episodes are about for it me. Is. What I want to learn the 60 minute so, style clip that's like 30 minutes yes. long, and that's the important bit. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So and so, then actually, I mean. You go ahead, and then I'll I'll continue my point. No, but I'm just saying, like, because you're right, because you can pick and choose. Mm-hmm. You know, you you have your your three, your Netflix, your Disney, and your your Prime, maybe if you have Amazon, to, to that you keep all the time. But you don't need all these other ones, even yeah. though you might feel like you do at the time. But yeah. you can pick and choose, and you can a la carte it still. Um, but it is extreme if you try to do that, especially if you try to watch multiple things or multiple sports. For someone like me, where you know I'm like, all right, let me drop five dollars on this for a month to get this show, and let me drop another five dollars over here and this is it's 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 so frustrating that it's just not all in one spot unless i want to get cable 
and I'm never going to do that again. No, no. Once you unplug, you're like, I only need the internet. And this is the thing that Netflix acknowledges um, that I think is very telling about where the industry is at. Yeah, so there's 50 fucking streaming services, and maybe at some point I'll decide to get Shudder because I love horror, and if it's Mm -hmm. good, I'll let you know, and then you can get Shudder. But, like, I have friends that have gotten rid of Paramount and have gotten rid of HBO. I still keep Paramount around even with the ads because I want Star Trek. And mm-hmm. they will have my money for as long as they're making new Star Trek. The second they stop making new Star Trek, Paramount loses my money. But <laughs> I want my Star Trek. I'm a giant Trekkie. I'm going to do it. It's like Disney Plus is there specifically so Becky can get her Star Wars. Like, mm-hmm. uh, we are a two sci-fi franchise family. It's weird to have it introduced this way. We have The war continues. But we have to have those apps. But, like, they're getting rid of HBO Max, and I can't even blame them for that. Or I guess just Max now. Because half that shit's in Netflix, so who cares? Uh, They're Mm -hmm. getting rid of Paramount Plus because they don't have the need to watch Star Trek all the time. They may pick it up for a month when a season's out and then cancel it again. But Mm -hmm. there's not a lot in Paramount Plus that's worth watching beyond Star Trek. I can't blame them. I understand that. I think they Mm -hmm. have, like, Amazon Prime, and that's the primary thing they watch. (laughs) Prime. Um, And there's (laughs) enough decent stuff in Amazon Prime. That it's, it's fine to watch it. Like, if you watch The Boys and you watch Invincible and you watch a couple other things, then you're good. And they, mm-hmm. they own MGM, so they get some decent movies in there once in a while. You're fine. It's mm-hmm. a good service to have if that's what you want. And if you're getting the free shipping along with it, then it's just a bonus. The only competitor yeah. in the streaming market that Netflix really has is Amazon Prime. And that's only because they ha- offer the free shipping and video streaming's a bonus. Yeah, that's, that's why we have the Prime, too, because my yeah. wife has Prime for delivery. Yep. So we're like, oh, we get this for free. Might as well use this, a, too. If, if, yeah. and, and that's the only – that's the value add for Amazon Prime. I mm-hmm. wouldn't get Amazon Prime Video on its own. But if I right. wanted the delivery, then the Amazon Prime Video on top of that is worth money. Like it's just mm-hmm. – yeah, they're adding ads, and it's not as good a value as it used to be. But still, it's Amazon Prime. Like you're, you're getting your shipping, and then you also get those video service. But as far as Netflix is concerned, this is the really telling part. They're like, the other streaming services aren't our competitors. YouTube is our competitor. And Twitch mm-hmm. and TikTok though, and Fortnite. Those are the things that are taking people's eyeballs away from Netflix on a consistent basis. And honestly, it's not a flex on their part. They're just right. When you look at sheer subscriber numbers, Disney+, Plus, even with or without Hulu, or Max, or Peacock, or any of those... They are barely a drop in the bucket in comparison to the massive number of hundreds of millions of people that Netflix has. And I mean, Netflix had a bad year for a little while. They dropped when they st- and then they had to force people to subscribe separately and they got their numbers back up. But people still mm-hmm. kind of think of them as an evil video streaming empire. But they are an empire at this point. They have the right. power of the industry. They are the biggest production studio in Hollywood, even I think even over the uh, other four movie studios that like could compare. So they're huge. And, and shout out to them for, you know, really investing in some really great original content as well. So and they they do some really good stuff. And as an anime fan, I know it's not up your alley. Uh, the One Piece live action, I can speak for, I hope, many One Piece and anime fans that this did a really, really good job. And the production value was there that, you know, it's a live action that did not disappoint, which is 
insanely rare in the world like we just talked about going from animated lion king to animation lion king back and forth it's it's difficult to take an animation and go to live action and make it not look cringe Mm -hmm. and shout out to netflix for actually taking what is one of my favorite shows and beloved around the entire world by millions of people and doing it justice because they have the money to be able to do that and they actually invested in the correct way to do it which i thought was impressive Every once in a while, Netflix puts out something that I actually care about. It's not often, mm-hmm. but they do. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, they put out some real balls-ass bullshit that's just hard to watch. Um, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of crap on Netflix. Um, yeah. you got to weed through a lot of minutia bullshit in order yeah. to find something good. But when you yeah. do find that little gem, it is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. And even some of their crap has, bad, has good production values among the bullshit. Like, I hate Zack Snyder. As a director, I think he's the worst. Um... But he does make very pretty, terrible movies. And I mm-hmm. just watched the first part of Rebel Moon, and it's a very, very pretty, terrible movie. His fans are going to love the shit out of his off-brand Star Wars. And anyone else that actually understands that Zack Snyder is a terrible director and writer uh, is going to sit and go, what the fuck did I just watch? Because <laughs> um, it's, it's shallow and stupid and terrible and very, very pretty. Um, as I said in my review of it. But that's the thing. Like, there's, it's the compromise you get with Netflix. Yes, I may have to wade through shit. Yes, a lot of their crap is crap. Every once in a while they produce something good, and it justifies their whole original production scheme. And then they have a bunch of other people's crap on their network that's just worth watching. But mm-hmm. most of what I watch during the day is YouTube. I'm not going to lie. They're right. Where, where my eyeballs are sitting during the day is very often on YouTube. I have a bunch of channels I subscribe to. I have a bunch of people I watch. I love seeing all the random content that comes up, and it's constant because everyone's mm-hmm. uploading to YouTube. And then, as you said, Daily Show comes up. John Stewart comes up. John Oliver mm-hmm. comes up. I'm watching mm-hmm. some of that shit as well, and I'm like, well, I've got everything I need. Part of me is like, why am I even paying for Netflix? Because most of this shit is here. But mm-hmm. I think if I didn't run a website where I had to review crap, I might not have any streaming services. I could see that, yeah. and you know, there, there is. I, I, I usually gravitate toward the the documentaries on Netflix. I think mm-hmm. some of those are pretty cool. Like, there's some really good ones on there. You know, that that investigative murder porn South Park angle of stuff you want to watch <laughs> and whatnot. Um, it, there's some really good quality stuff on there as far as their mm-hmm. their original content like that. But there's also just an absolute minutia of bullshit that you got to wade through to find anything. Yeah, and I think you're right. I think if with the way YouTube, like when I come home, I turn my TV on. What, what what do I go to on my Roku first thing? I go to YouTube. Yep. And that's where I watch my majority of my content. I get my news from there. I get my you know my streamers that I can't catch live on Twitch. I get their content on there. And it's it's just something that is it's just a part of what I do on a daily basis. And I'm sure it's the same way for a lot of people. Yeah. I would watch more Twitch if Twitch wasn't so omnipresent with its ads. They just oh. force them down your throat, and I can't take yeah. it. Yeah, but I, I hate that. Like mm-hmm. you know, you, you think it's a thirty-second ad break, and next thing you know, you look, it's like ninety seconds, yep. two minutes, thirty seconds. I'm like, and I got the streamer in the corner, all small. I can't hear because I'm yep. listening to some stupid car ad. I'm like, yep. why? Why do you do this? Why? Yep. Well, and YouTube has been doing the same thing over time. They've started inserting ads every five to seven minutes. And it's like, it's ridiculous the number of ad breaks that are in there at this point. But the thing is, and I I can't blame people that are using ad blockers. Um, Behind the scenes, I was trying to figure out an ad blocking solution for YouTube because it's just too much. And And then I bought a Chromebook tablet. And amusingly, the YouTube app on that made by Google blocks ads. 
It just Creative. they don't play. It's fucking hilarious. They're like, you bought our equipment, we got our money off of you. We <laughs> don't need to play show you ads anymore. So I do a lot of my YouTube watching on my Chromebook because why not? And then I don't get the yeah. ads. Like they try to play at the start, so there's like ten seconds of load as each ad tries to come in, and then it just gives up and just plays the video all the <laughs> way through. And I'm like, oh, that was easy. Thanks. Yeah, it's funny because like I remember a lot of the ad breaks you would get, you know, maybe like five, ten years ago yep. was, you know, stuff that the uh, the creator was getting paid by having yep. ads on on their video. And I remember yep. there was some content creators that would like have a 30 minute video with like 10 ad breaks in there. And I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? This is insane. Yeah. And and now it's like it's it. exactly. Yeah. And and I, and it's and it's frustrating a bit because yep. you used to be able to skip them mm -hmm. but recently in the last several months like sometimes i'll see the little dial it's like five seconds and then that five kicks up to a 30 and goes to another commercial that i gotta wait through i'm like what what are you doing why yeah. can't i skip this it's driving me absolutely insane i've said yeah. to my wife several times like they're almost ready to get my money for youtube premium so i don't gotta watch ads but i'm not quite there but but buy a chromebook that's the secret solution i don't know why it and, works but it works and i'm happy I'm, as long as it's working I'm gonna certainly look to see if Google makes televisions. Maybe that'll work for my ads <laughs> on the, and my, my apps on the television as well. I, just blocks yeah. it. I don't know why the Chromebook app for uh, like because it's Android that's basically running Chrome OS. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if like the Chromecast version would do it with the, for the little plug thing that you can buy for Google mm. or whatever. But if it does, yeah. I highly recommend it because Google yeah. got your money. They're happy now. They don't play you ads, <laughs> and I think that's that's the compromise. I don't have to do a monthly subscription, but they did get some money out of me, so it's a win-win for both of us. You know? Yeah, yeah. And that's a one-time thing. You don't got to worry about yep. paying every now and again. It's yep. just it's done, done and dusted. Yep. And then, I mean, my wife spends most of her time watching stuff on TikTok, which is, mm. I'm going to be honest, it's a little too short for me. I, as a fan of, like, seasons of TV and movies and so forth, I want something more long form. I want 20, 30, 40 minutes of video at a time that I can yeah. just kind of sit and, like, chill with. So mm. two to three minute segments don't do it for me. I need, or even, like, 15 second. Uh, yeah. I am not a Vine generation kind of person, so I, I feel like it has its place. I hear, yeah, you know, oh, for and, sure. But it certainly does. But I'm like you. I I want if I'm gonna watch content, I want content. I don't mm -hmm. want little snippets here and there and moving on. I want you know, like you said, 30, 40 minutes. Sometimes I'll even watch the video. It's funny, you know. We'll we'll watch videos and like you know we'll watch I don't know. 10 episodes of a video like an anime and you know that goes over like a three-hour period but you're scared to death to throw on a three-hour movie like oh my god how am i going to manage my time well you just watch three hours worth of stuff and, yeah. and you know over this course of time when you could have really easily watched something that was just a single segment that yep. long so yep. it's 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 all relative and it's uh -huh. all in your perspective I get people with short attention spans. TikTok is great for ADHD because you watch like <laughs> 15, 20, 30 seconds. I know a lot of people with ADHD. I'm not ragging on them. Yeah, but you yeah, watch I hear you. 10, 20, 30 seconds. You get your little story, whatever it is you're looking for, and then you move on. And the next mm -hmm. thing plays, and it can be completely different, and it's great. That's your feed. That works. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work for me. I, I've been trained on long-form content. I enjoy long-form content. But yeah, And so, I... like, the kids – quote unquote the kids i'm old now um <laughs> me too <laughs> the kids growing up like now they have short form stuff they're they're getting trained on short form i mean even like you go play fortnite i don't know how long a game of fortnite lasts but i assume most people that drop in since it's a last man standing most people that drop in get maybe five minutes of play max and then they're dead there's probably a lot right. of people that get in and get like 30 seconds and then they're dead that's all the adults playing with the kids they get 30 seconds and then the kids kill them um <laughs> 
I understand this. That's how that works. And then you're out right. and you go pick up the next match. That's short-form content right there. I think mm-hmm. Netflix is right that Fortnite is competitor with it. They have a huge group of people playing, and they're just cycling through over and over again. Even mm-hmm. other live service stuff, like you know, all the people playing Street Fighter Six or anything else, those are what? Three, five, ten-minute games that you're playing, and then you move on to the next one? That's not long-form mm-hmm. content. So, mm-hmm. like, those of us that lived on movies and long TV shows of 24 episodes, we're not the same viewing habits as the next group that's coming in. And yeah, yeah. so I, it's like I, I can understand why a streaming service like Quibi came around and thought that they could be big. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I can also understand, like, why, why Quibi died because that was a terrible yeah. idea. Like, the content they were making was not good. Um <laughs> Uh, but I get <laughs> Putting the concept. It nicely. Yeah, I get the concept behind it. That's why we have like various shows doing little webisodes along with it. Like you get those short treks and other things that happen, and that's sure. short form content to try and get people into long form content. Maybe mm-hmm. it works, maybe it doesn't, but it's there. But I can appreciate it. I think yeah. long term, I think net Netflix is right. Most of the streaming services are going to die. You're going to get two or three that can compete with them when everyone else dies off. You're going to probably have a Disney Plus like with Hulu just permanently merged in. I, mm-hmm. I, I think we're just going to see a point where Hulu just doesn't exist anymore. And it's just <laughs> Disney plus plus, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't foresee Max in its current form sustaining itself. I think someone's going to end up buying Warner Brothers uh, and then they'll merge their streaming service in with Warner Brothers and whoever else they own. And that'll mm-hmm. be like the third pillar competitor. And then that's going to be it with Netflix. And everyone else is going to be off watching YouTube and TikTok or whatever <laughs> online thing comes next. And that's where the streaming war is going to be. Netflix against the internet. Yeah, it's going to be interesting too. Because like, you know, I think we've almost kind of hit that point that you're talking yep. about where there's just so much oversaturation that yep. you're just like, I'm done. I'm done. And slowly but surely, it's going to take some time, you know, for subscriptions to run out and people to actually cancel them, you know, yep. realize they're still paying for it. Yep. But I think over the next three to five years, you will see this go from 100 or whatever it is now back down to like in the 20s and then even smaller after that. And then there will be at the end of the day, it'll be like, you know, Demolition Man. Now all restaurants are Taco Bell. Now all streaming services or Netflix. Yeah, well, and it's like, so I was trying to watch the Evil Dead series with a friend online. Mm-hmm. Just go through them. Evil Dead 1 wasn't available anywhere except on the Internet Archive, which thankfully was free and I could just play it. But, like, I went to look for a streaming service that had it. No one had it. Evil Dead 2 was on a streaming service. Evil Dead 3, Army of Darkness, was not. Um, and, again, so the Internet Archive had it, but they only had the director's cut. So... If you want to see the canonical ending, you had to go find that on YouTube separately. And mm-hmm. also, the director's cut is not the best version. It's way long. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you go and try and find the other ones, and they're on different streaming services as well. And it's like, this is one series of one movie that I want to watch straight through in order. And I couldn't mm-hmm. even find them in order. I had to like start with the fourth of them, the... Uh, the, the, the new version of Evil Dead from 2013. Right, and right. Then I found the first one, and then we got to watch uh, the fifth one before I could find the second and third. And I'm just like, this is this is ridiculous. Okay, guys? This is just it, dumb. And it's like you, that way with Paramount, too. When, yeah. when we when I first got Paramount way back when, it was because I wanted to watch Scream because yeah. we were going to do a podcast on Scream. You can find Scream 1, 2, 3, 5, and 6 on Paramount. Where's four? Yeah. Why can't I watch? I can't find it anywhere. Yeah. I went to watch Daria on Paramount Plus, and they have all the episodes, but the two movies that actually tie in, one mm-hmm. that actually acts as the season four finale and one that acts as the series finale, 
those aren't on the streaming network. I had to go to some off-brand Katie cartoon streaming service to find mm -hmm. them. And again, mm -hmm. it's like even when you have a property that's owned by a company, you can't fucking find all of that property <laughs> on the fucking company. That was the so whole point weird. of having these streaming services for e one dedicated to each fucking movie studio was so you could find their fucking content. Yeah. And now you can't. Yeah. So yeah. And at least Disney, I guess, put everything together yeah. aside from it's a couple stuff. things. Yeah. But, you know, you know we're, we're digressing <laughs> on the other podcasts we did. But, you know, at least Disney kind of got that right, throwing yeah. all of their eggs in the same bucket. But, uh -huh. I mean, it, it, to your point, you can't find a simple series of movies that is all part of the same universe, that is all part of the same company I, 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 in the same spot. Like, yeah. why? Yeah. <laughs> if you're lucky, uh, it's an HBO series and they have it up on Max. Or right. it's a Disney-owned property, and they have everything except maybe the Spider-Man movie that just came out up on mm -hmm. Disney+. Plus, and that's the weird licensing that they have to do with Sony. Um, yeah. But, like, if, if, not, if it's not from one of those two companies in one of those two networks, then you're fucking hosed trying to find everything in a series all at once. And that defeats the, the value proposition. Mm -hmm. Like, it yeah. pushes you towards off-brand streaming services like Tubi mm -hmm. or KD Cartoon or whatever – who right. have most of these dumb things just sitting there because someone's uploaded them or they have a dumb license for all the bullshit that no one else wants to watch. Mm -hmm. So, and then it's free and it's pirate half the time, uh, but it's just sitting up there. So why am I paying for a service? Or I go to YouTube and someone's decided to upload, or fuck, uh, <laughs> a couple years ago, I watched hackers in two minute chunks on twi Twitter because someone <laughs> posted it in one long thread in two minute chunks and then eventually got removed. But watching hackers from 1995 in oh. two-minute chunks on, in posts on Twitter felt like the perfect way to watch hackers. I'm just telling I, you, okay? I'm envisioning that in my mind. Like, <laughs> what a fantastic movie that is, too. To see it look just like that, it's I feel so like bad. that is almost the original intent. Yeah, it was so bad. And it was it's like a bunch of kids hacking into companies and doing pirate things. And I'm like, and I'm watching oh, this no. in an illegal feed on Twitter <laughs> in two-minute chunks. It was... <laughs> perfection it's so good I love that. that's a great story <laughs> so like getting back to our original po per point of this whole podcast is in five years when we're doing one of these podcasts again mm -hmm. i fully expect you and i to sit there going i have one streaming service each this is the one i'm doing it has most of what i want and then the rest yeah. of the shit that i'm getting is on like kick or twitch or youtube that's all i watch yeah. now yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think that's definitely the direction we're heading. There's yep. too much. There's too much out there. There's too many places to choose from. Yep. It's it's too confusing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I'm just gonna keep what I have, walk away, and yeah. see what happens in yeah. a couple of years, and then I'll just consolidate from there. Yeah. The one benefit of all of this is people are starting to get this message that the streaming services aren't reliable, aren't keeping their content, and you can't have one or two to get you everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because DVD sales, it's not big. But DVD sales are back on the rise. <laughs> nice. P people are sitting there going, wait, I can't get the shit that I want to watch when I want to watch it. I'm just going to go buy it now. Uh, yeah. And it's the younger generations that are doing this too, which gives me hope. Like with records, with fucking CDs. Right. They, they yeah. hit a low point and they've started climbing back up because people are like, I actually want a little of this physical media. Some of this is actually worth owning. So yeah. I don't know that it's ever going to get back to the point where DVDs are the reliable income stream for studios that they were at one point. Like a movie mm -hmm. would come out, it'd make half its money in theaters, and then make the rest of its money on DVD. And it would find yeah. its audience in one of those two areas, and it was great. 
that's yeah. that doesn't it would, end up in, it would end up in the five dollar bin at target yeah. and it would suddenly sell millions of copies because yeah. it was five bucks yeah. and then all of a sudden it was making money yeah. yeah and everyone loved it and then the studio was like well we recouped our expenses that was great you can't yeah. do that now if the movie doesn't make its money in the theater it's it's a it's a bomb um, yeah, it's gone and, yeah and that's unfortunate because there's a lot of good stuff released that studios just don't treat right anymore and there's other stuff they won't even make because they can't even rely on dvd sales Maybe right. that changes and we, it climbs enough that studios are willing to take a risk. I don't think that's going to be the case. But if anything that keeps physical media around to keep me happy, and this is all about me, uh, I'm perfectly okay with. <laughs> I agree. You know, I had quite the DVD collection back in the day. I still do. I got several yep. hundred, yep. Um, you know, that I have, you know, all kinds of movies from, you know, from horror to sports related to, you know, action to yep. drama, romance, you name it. Um, and it, it was nice to have those like, oh, I feel like watching, you know, the program. I'm going to go watch the program. I got that on DVD. I can't necessarily find that anywhere else. Or I want to go watch, you know, a little more recent, but I watch some of the Harry Potters. Like I have all of those so like I can watch them. I can get them anywhere else on a streaming don't service. Need, don't but the point is. Yeah. Yeah. But the point is I have it um, in myself, in my possession. And, yep. you know, this in Doing this world of yeah. And then this world of, you know, I want it at my fingertips. I want it yesterday. Well, if you just had it, you do. <laughs> one, so, of the, one of the great black comedies of the late 90s, early 2000s, Drop Dead Gorgeous. If you haven't seen that, it's a great mm -hmm. movie. Um, the only way to watch it right now is if you have a, a Blu-ray or a DVD and those are limited in their printings. Uh, mm -hmm. Because the movie wasn't super successful when it came out, but it's found a cult audience. Uh, it was up on HBO Max for all of six months, and it's mm -hmm. missing again. So, like, it's it's movies like that that you're talking about. These these little artifacts of the bygone yeah. era that are fantastic. It's a great movie. Uh, but if you want to watch it, no one's supporting it. So how are you going to do it if you don't own it yourself? Yeah. 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 And it's not even something you can very easily go to Amazon even yeah. and find. Yeah. So it's not even something that you have at your fingertips possible. It's yeah. it's like if you didn't have it or you didn't have a recording or actually have the physical media, yeah. it's gone. Well, and th that's the problem with some of these streaming services and the shows they produce. Uh, the first four seasons of The Expanse are on mm -hmm. DVD. The fifth and sixth that were exclusively produced by Amazon never got a release. Amazon mm -hmm. has no interest in it. What happens when Amazon decides to remove The Expanse? I doubt they will. Everyone loves that show. But, mm -hmm. like, what if they decide they're going to remove it? Well, then you're just shit out of luck. Yeah. Go read the yeah. books, plebe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. The I original am. physical media, a yeah. book. <laughs> I actually am reading the books, and the books are great. But, like, mm -hmm. yeah, if you want to watch the show past the fourth season and you don't have Amazon Prime or they get removed for some reason, you're fucked. And yeah. <sighs> I do feel bad for the people that produce stuff exclusively on YouTube because some of them, sure, they can make a little DVD and sell it to their fans. But a lot of that stuff that gets produced, it's lost in the ether the second a channel gets removed or YouTube decides to copyright strike it or something. So, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that's being produced on all of these, and I'm talking all the streaming services, not just the pay-for ones, that you're sitting there going, one day this could all go away, and then we've just lost an entire generation's worth of content. Yeah. It's yeah. funny how that happens too with the you know the content strikes. There's a uh, a YouTube creator that I watch. Uh, yeah. His name's totally not Mark, and he does a lot of really great videos, really well produced about anime and stuff like that. Sure. And he he got content struck by um the like Toei Animation or something from Japan, and literally uh -huh. within like a day, 
out of like his hundred videos, there was like three that yeah. were left online and his entire channel was just gone. And this is this man's livelihood. Yeah. Like he has people, it's a business. He has people that he has to pay. Like he has bills. This is how he makes his money. And then it was just gone. Yeah. And he got it back over time and they figured it out. And, and, you know, it was a, a misunderstanding in the translation uh. between, you know, and whatnot, but it's something like that just shouldn't happen yeah. <laughs> to somebody like, come on. And that indicates another problem is that a lot of these networks that we're talking, I mean, we're talking about, YouTube and TikTok and all that. They're international companies that serve an international audience. And right. now we're dealing with international copyright. Because yes. like his discussions in English on YouTube for an American audience are, um, as far as America is concerned, United States, um, mm. fair use. But mm. Japan has a very different and far more limited view of fair use. They don't even have parody laws. Yeah. Uh, so, like, if Japan says that this is a copyright strike, how do you argue that? Because maybe it is a copyright strike for them, and maybe you are fucked just for discussing yeah. an anime show. Like, yeah. yeah. So, it's wild, and, and, and it definitely like makes you think like the fragility of it. You know, yep. any 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 day could be your last, and you know, yep. it's sad that that happens to people. And like, you know, that was a big content creator. Yep. You know, and he was able to get his voice heard by a company, you know, half a world away. Yep. So, you know, what happens to the little guys? That, yeah. You know, just gone. I mean, <laughs> I mean you it, and it's scary. We're part of the Final Fantasy randomizer community. We do games. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. I saw, I, and I've disputed it. I have to go check and see whether or not the dispute actually went through. Someone put a copyright claim on one of our videos. Uh, mm -hmm. It was from the summer, the winter marathon we just did. And it was a Zelda song that was claimed as some techno song. It wasn't, it was, it was, it's a false strike. I'm trying to dispute it, but like mm -hmm. that company just tried to monetize on our video at, yeah. for a free marathon. And we don't do ads on our videos. Mm -hmm. What if Nintendo mm -hmm. had come in and said, no, you're just not allowed to have it at all. Uh, Google has in the past honored Nintendo's claims on game footage, even when there's no, like there's, it's, uh, there's no like, reason why it's not fair use as far as playing a game and sharing that online as far as america is concerned but japan mm -hmm. has a problem with that and google honors it and nintendo takes crap down all the time could they shut mm -hmm. down our channel or square or someone like that yes they could yeah, and then we're yeah. just we're just we've just lost our audience and all of our videos that we have out there simply to share with people so yeah that, like, people complain about the streaming services and how they'll produce shows and then cancel after a season, and that's legitimate. Or how they'll remove a bunch of content to save on tax breaks, and that's legitimate. But then you're talking about YouTube, which is bigger than all of those streaming services combined, and the amount of crap that they will just remove willy-nilly without even a second concern, because that's how the laws are written, mm -hmm. that's a concern we really need to tackle at some point as well. Yeah, and I hope we get to the point where, you know, we actually have people that are able to be taking care of this instead of, you know, trusting it to an algorithm or whatever yep. it is that they are doing. Yeah. Uh, because, and, and, you know, I'm not you know, oblivious to the fact of like, you know, the amount of content that goes up in there is massive. And yep. how do you sort that? Yep. And how do you do it right? And how do you get the amount of staffing to even do that? I get it. It's a logistical nightmare. But at the same time, like, this is a lot, a lot of people make their money. And if you're allowing just some random 
you know, equation to dictate if they should get copyright struck or not, then that's just, that's yeah. insanity to me. I mean, it yeah. could be, you could be uploading a video about Mario Maker and then all of a sudden Nintendo's like, nope, copyright strike. And then yep. your entire existence is gone. Legitimately just, has it, happened. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. has. And it's, it's crazy to think about, yep. um, but it's true. And, and in this world of media and this world of, of everything at your fingertip, it's just, it's fragile at the yeah. same time while yeah. being, you know, oversaturated, it's very fragile. Yeah. So, streaming dystopia. I think that's the, the lesson we're learning here. It's I, I, I figured this would be a more upbeat podcast than it was, but damn, it got kind of downer there. <laughs> it was, you know, we had a good, yeah. good discussion. You know, I, I <laughs> welcome my Netflix overlord, and I w- cannot <laughs> wait for them. I can't wait to get the tattoo on my forehead. <laughs> bum, bum. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G, thankfully funded by ourselves on our own website so we can't get shut down by YouTube. I'm Mike Finkelstein. And I am Mike the Ghoul. Y'all have a good one. Thanks, folks.